0: Okay, good morning. Happy to be back after a wonderful trip. Today's just, let's call the sponsors. Today's class is anonymous. Success of Yeshua, Ben Levi, Ben Yael, and Raful Shalim of Simcha Batzara. Also in success of the teachings that they should bless all call Israel. Rabbi Nachman's fire should burn until the coming of Mashiach. Daniel Ginker for his family and all humanity's health, success, and love of fulfillment. Obviously in the... <laughs> and <laughs> and, <laughs> and, <laughs> <laughs> and also the <laughs> <shim> <also in successful laughs> I had a wonderful, wonderful vacation for two weeks. I went to Dubai and Maldives. Maldives is something you have to go. You, it's it's a very, very special place. You have your own bungalow in the middle of an island in the middle of nowhere. You jump off. You go snorkeling. You do his, I was doing his boat do it in the middle of the night. It was, it was just a beautiful, beautiful place. Dubai also is just a, you know. Right now, it's a, you can get kosher food there also without a problem. And it's just it's it's, it's a wonderful place to, to to see the organization of Dubai, especially when you go spend seventy cents for gas when you're spending four dollars here. And this is how. But the organization. Nobody's yelling over there. Extremely safe over there. A lot, a lot of discipline. One thing about if we can learn anything about Dubai is discipline. Besides the other things, there's another story. But one thing you could definitely learn there is definitely dis- tremendous discipline, OCD. There's no trash on the ground. Nobody's yelling. It was just complete safety. A beautiful, beautiful place also. Just to see. That's something you, you check the box. But Maldives, that's, if you have a problem with Shalom go to Maldives you fix it. I don't care what your situation is. If you can't, that's the limits test. If you go to Maldives, and if you cannot fix your body in Maldives, that's it, call it off. But Maldives is, is, I mean, even Adam and Eve would have gotten along in Maldives. <laughs> it, it's just, it's a beautiful, beautiful, what a beautiful place. Beautiful place, especially the island and everything. And There's kosher food if you want to get specific resorts, have kosher food and et cetera. All right, let's start. Let's start the class. Happy to be back. God willing, we have a, an event back in December. I believe December 15th or 16th, we have it in Miami. We're going to hold off on the New York events right now for the time being, because my wife is not into the whole vaccination thing and the whole, that's a whole uh, it's a whole different, it's a whole different Megillah altogether. But right now we're just, we're going to stay local as, as for now. Okay, Vizorot Hashem class, this is a phenomenal class, just being in the concept of Yaakov and Esau. Lesson one in the Eman is such a powerful lesson. It's got so much, so much in this lesson packed into it. First, it's got the concept of charisma, how to build charisma, how to build chen, how to attract people to you. Also, how do, I, how do we get our prayers answered and what causes our prayers not to get answered. Also, he talks about in this lesson the concept of instant gratification versus delayed gratification. He talks about mindfulness in this lesson. You know, you could look at this Torah one time and you keep on reviewing it and another world pops up. This is one thing about rab Nachman's Torah. You can look at something one time and you're like, how in the world did I not see that? Another thing about being on vacation, God, and I realized God helps me. When I want to do a class, he, get, he helps me gather the info. But when you're just in the middle of nowhere, you want to pull, pull up a class, it's not so easy. It goes to show you that we, whatever strength you want to put into it spiritually, you get the strength. It's not that it comes to you out of nowhere. It comes to you because you're doing service work. That means if you're doing work for, for, the, for the public, God gives you the strength to do it But if you're just doing it for yourself It's very, very, very hard To get those lights And I recognized that I was trying to pull up a class and I was like It just didn't come together As much as I, I was, it was, it, was too much, it was too much comfort And that itself is a problem And being on vacation for two weeks To show you Wanting a life of comfort You don't want that And believe me I was in Dubai In the beautiful place Maldiv. It's too much comfort I was like Okay, let's go and, I, could, and I, I recognize from this, there's two types of, two, really two or three types of people that are listening to classes. Some of them, like the New Yorkers, are very, very fast. They need these classes to calm down. The Miami people need these classes to move. They need these classes to move. Because you can't just live in comfort. I think that's one of the problems people who just come to Miami. They just, they get too comfortable. And I saw myself getting comfortable. Okay, I'm on vacation. I'm allowed to be comfortable. Even though I woke up and I did my, my thing. But the comfort level, it doesn't ha- it's not happiness. There's no happiness. I was missing that, that fire. You know, when you have that too much comfort, also is a problem. So this is why I was grateful that I have classes every single day. I was grateful because it forces you to grow. So you should all of a sudden look at stress completely different. Look at the upside of stress. Being too comfortable is very, very toxic. And this is exactly why, another reason why we have to get married. Because when you're too single, you're too comfortable in your own ways. You're used to your ways. You don't want to be bothered. If It doesn't bother you. When you're married, you're constantly growing. It's a constant grind. Somebody's checking you. No, you can't do this. No, you, it's not bad. But it gets you completely out of your comfort zone. It gets you completely out of your ego. So there's so much growth you can have when you're married versus single. So this is why marriage is definitely something growth-minded. And this is one thing I recognize on vacation. Thank God I have these classes because it's one thing being able to get that energy when you you know have you have a deadline, you get that energy, you get that 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 fire to get the class. But when you're just in the clouds and you're in your own thing, so the good lesson is is you should always have people to help. Should, like Raman Ahmed says, make a lot of students, and have people that always help. This way, God gives you that energy. He gives you the information to help them. It's really not about you, to tell you the truth. It's your intention of where you want to go. All He does is channel the, the information through you. And I recognize that. <laughs> I, I'm not getting these high, high moments. Yes, of course. I did my best to do it, but, but not to the extent where I get that fire and I get that extra energy that I need to pull a class together in 30 minutes or whatever. So this is very important. Don't look at comfort. It's not good. Comfort is not good. And I'll tell it to you, I was just there. In the nicest places in the world, it's not good. It's not good for you in general. It's too... It leads to, God forbid, it could lead to sin. God, it could lead to stupidity. It could lead to ruak stunt. This is what we have to be grateful for, our challenges, grateful for the... Thank God for the pressure you have. Thank you, Hashem, for the pressure. Pressure fuels you. It lets you, makes you grow. Nothing wrong with it. If you look at it the positive way. If you're looking at pre- pressure as why am I going through it, you're looking at it completely the wrong way. Because believe me, you don't want to be cold. Cold is not good. All right. <clears throat> Rabbi Nachman says a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful Torah here. He says, no, by the means of Torah, all prayers and requests that we request and pray are accepted. Rabbi Nachman would always have this constant, constant constant combination you pray then you learn both are needed just like lehagdil a guy's working on his legs and he's not working on his chest he's not working on his upper body he's going to have big legs no potential he's not going to use his strength or a guy using only his strength upper body and no legs eventually will weaken out so you need both malcolm is always telling us prayer and Torah combine each other, and they both strengthen each other. I know specifically when I get cold in my prayers, it's because I'm praying, uh, you know, fix this problem for me. I'm not praying with, I'm not, I need more consciousness. I need more Torah. That strengthens the prayer. They both work. When one gets cold, it's telling you that the other one needs work. You understand? That is a good, a good warmth in tefillah, warmth and prayer. Warmth is a reflection of Dot of, of, of knowledge. This is what Rabbi says. No, by the means of Torah, all prayers are requested, accepted. The grace and importance of the Jewish people are enhanced and elevated. An estimation of all what they need in matters of physical or spiritual. He gives us a blanket statement, telling us, "Listen, you want to get your prayers answered, you need to learn Torah." He's going to give us a combination of what exactly. Then he goes back and breaks down this Torah completely, completely different. But he gives you the blanket statement first. By the way, the goal, the ultimate goal is the reason why our prayers are not answered. And this is very true, by the way. I I remember when when we're going through challenges, we're usually not praying to get better. We're praying, get rid of this bitter situation. Get get me rid of the bitterness, not let me get better through this challenge. So that's a very common prayer. Rav Nachman refers to this prayer as a prayer of din, when you're not praying, when you're, when you're looking at it as, and, and without a growth mindset, it, it, that prayer is a form of sleep. You'll eventually get tired of it, and it'll go into the, uh, God forbid, It not only does not get answered, it, it turns against you, because it weakens you and exhausts you. So mean, means this prayer is exhausting you, it's a chance that you're not praying correctly, or you're not asking for the right things in prayer. This is why, you know, you have to pick up your game. It's, it's a very important thing. You're created expecting you, The constant, like marriage. You can't do the same thing you did five years ago and expect to have a happy marriage. It's constant renewal. It's constant surprises. Everything's new. And he says, For presently, Reb Nachman then tells us, Because of our many sins, the Jewish people have fallen, and the grace right now is in others. You know, today you see the grace in other people. We're, We're running after other people instead of recognizing we're the chosen nation. We don't recognize how great we are. We don't recognize that because we fall into the other nations. Then he tells us something beautiful, which is the core of this lesson, which is a very important versus instant gratification, delayed gratification, being mindfulness. When, when a Buddha or a monk looks at a flower for two minutes or two hours, okay, he's mindful, but we're supposed to find the godliness in everything. It's not just to be mindful and stare and, and silence the mind and minimalism. No, we have to go into the physical world and elevate it, which is a big difference between just separating yourself from the whole world, being a minimalist, is no, we have to go. We, a person has to have money, he has to have sex, he has to have food, and he has to elevate it, but he has to find godliness in those directions, versus just avoiding those things, and saying, I'm a holy person. This, this is where I think the the, um, the difference between Hasidis and Judaism versus other forms of Buddhism, etc. I don't know that much about him, but of what I've read in, in, in this concept of minimalism, we're more into the elevation part versus just the minimalism part. For a Jew always has and he tells her Nakam tells us, tell us here, a Jew always has to focus on the inner intelligence of every matter, and he has to bind himself to the wisdom and inner intelligence to be found in everything. For example, I went to Dubai, I didn't see a paper on the ground, I didn't see anybody yelling, I didn't see any. So what's the wisdom that I need to see? I said, look look what happens when you have discipline. You have discipline, you succeed. You can't succeed if you don't have discipline. I envied their discipline. How they were structured. There was no, no there was no people yelling and and, and there was no, I didn't see a cop on the on the street the whole time. Cuz you don't there's nothing not even in their head to do that. But the whole point is what is what is the inner wisdom you could and learn in a place like this. Tremendous amount of discipline. How when you have a disciplined mind and how you careful what you put in your mind, how 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 much you could do in life. How much you could succeed if you have clarity in your life. So that that I learned from them. So that's looking at a place like that and not connecting to the Gashmiras, but connecting to the discipline. That's finding the inner. That's, I'm just giving you an example to find the Chiyas and everything. We have the ability. Our job in life is to take the external. Okay, each item Reb nothing says as an external part. We have to take the external and make it into, and combine the external and the internal wisdom in everything. Basically, we have to look at everything and look at everything, as, as take the external and bring it into the internal. And he gives many examples. He, he writes a whole Likuta Halachas on a watch. And the gears of a watch are very connected to serving God. It takes an example how a watch and, and you know, one thing is off on a watch, it screws up the whole movement. And when the whole movement's off, for example, you start getting lazy and in, in in, you wake up late. Next thing you know, this is a very similar concept. One sin leads to another sin. That when we, we get slack off in one area, we end up paying for another area. Just like a watch. They, 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 when the gear doesn't work, it affects every single thing, etc. Et and this is what he's telling us we have to look at the inner intelligence and everything. This is not just that you should go look, because all of a sudden you could have this concept, you could get your you all of a sudden connect the philosophy, which is that's very frowned upon. So we're, what we're talking here is not. Is finding the godliness in everything. Finding that, for example, you know, the parashiyah says that the the hide, the coloring of the tefillin, is used on the tefillin. The hide is made from dog manure. On the tefillin. So imagine, just to, just give an example. You can even look at the dog manure. Hashem promised the dogs because they didn't bark in the in Egypt. They promised they got the they got the, not only did they got vela but. Because of they didn't bark on the they got rewarded that the, the manure... Imagine dog manure, the coloring is used to, for the tefillin. Can you imagine the reward for keeping your mouth shut? So that's looking at the inner intelligence and even something like that, and, and it becomes an elevation. Wow, what a reward for keeping my mouth shut. Look at, look at the dog's God. Imagine if I was able to... Uh, I, I, uh, but Gemara says a person keeps his mouth shut in front of a garment uh, of an argument... The whole world is, 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 could be created for him. So just to show you how looking at the inner intelligence of everything is very, very important. And I think when you, look, when you start connecting to the inner intelligence of everything, this will help your relationships completely. Night and day will help your relationships completely. You know why? Because you're going to look at that person if he's stressed out. if he, You're not going to make everything about you. When you're looking at the inner intelligence of everything, you can observe, okay, that person is holding a lot of things. He's just dumping his information out on me. I'm not always going to be the center of I'm not always going to make it about me. But if I'm not cautious about this inner intelligence and being mindful of what the person's saying to you, it's usually not what they say, but how they say it. It's really not about you many, many times. So that's, this is also helps you in your relationships because when you look at the Chochmah and everything, even the Chochmah in that conversation, or for example, if you have a really, 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 if you're really working on yourself, you, then you'll believe, well, that really Hashem speaks through your wife to you. That's finding the wisdom, recognizing that she's just a messenger for what I need to work on. God should help us, that we should all get to that level. Obviously we're not there, but to the extent... Where you can look at a simple argument or a simple conversation or a simple, and and find godliness. Oh my God, God wants me to work on this, versus just reacting, and impulsiveness, etc. This is what he refers to as the chen, and he says when a person's wisdom causes them to shine. You're not going to get this wisdom by watching Joe Biden videos all day long. Okay. Bottom line is wisdom is the result of, of of tremendous amount of work. The more you learn, the more wisdom you get The more wisdom you get, the more your light sh- shines The more your light shines, the more your light penetrates to the whole world And this is exactly the concept of Yaakov and Esav Yaakov, he, 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 Esav had this instant gratification mindset All he wanted was, because he wasn't focused on the on the, on the Chachmah. Chachma, when we refer to as Kabbalah as light Is the sun Chachma is the sun what he's referring to here is something very beautiful. Rasen writes <clears throat> that when we look at the Chachma in everything, this is because you're looking at something with a delayed, you're looking at something as a process. Today, we're too into the prize mindset. When you look at the Chachma and something, you say, I have to go through this obstacle. I'm not, I'm not interested in the prize. I'm interested in the process. This will also help you. Versus the constant, what's the number one reason why goals abhorred today? It's because people have no patience for the goals and they get angry too fast. And they, instead of having compassion. So when you're looking, when you're having the Chokhmah mindset of, of Yaakov Avinu, Yaakov Avinu focused on the, on the, on the, on the birthright. Asaph only saw red beans, he only saw instant gratification. And we look at the marshmallow experience. Walter Mitchell did a marshmallow experience, two kids. Basically, one of them, he gave them one marshmallow. The second one, he says, listen, you can have two, marsh- two marshmallows in 20 minutes. Basically, what he did, he tracked the... the, 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 the There's a whole book called The Marshmallow Experience. He tracked the whole, their whole lives. And the people who had the kids who took the delayed gratification were less likely to be addictive, less likely to be much healthier, much more successful, across the board. So you could see health, success, mindfulness, etc. is connected to they be able to... I don't want to pay now. Not this buy now, pay later, layaway mindset, but I'd rather, what am I, I want, I want the delayed gratification. I'd rather have two and wait 20 minutes. This is what Kabbalah speaks about called keter. Keter is wait. You want to do tshuva? Keter. Qatar, wait. You have to wait because there's a vessel being done. There's a vessel being uh, created. Not I want to do tshuva. I want to do it right now. If I don't get it right now, it's not working. This is today. I prayed. I, I tried. I tried. It didn't work. <laughs> it's a process. It's a process. So this concept of of what, what this concept of ketter is about waiting. The biggest light you get, you have to wait. You have to wait because there's a lot of tests in that in, the, in that concept. And this is the concept of Yaakov Avinu. Yaakov Avinu merited the firstborn, the first rites, because he was the concept of the son. He tricked Esau. Esau went for the quick, instant gratification. He went for the, even the the lentils were supposed to be green. He ate them in the middle. They were red. They were raw. Just to show you, when we're trying to take something before it happens, this is the major causes of suffering today. We're trying to become, and today, Fortunately, the, the government's enabling people too much. Yeah, don't worry. You don't have to work. Okay, no problem. Free money, free money. And then you get to a real work, real job. It's a little hard. No, it's not for me. There's enabling. This enabling is, is the opposite of this, of this concept. Well, we have to look at the delayed gratification. When you're looking at delayed gratification, your mindset should say, I don't want free gifts because I know free gifts are going to cost me. I'd rather choose, this is why it's so important, I can I constantly tell people, you want to have a physical experience also, as long as the spiritual. When you work out, just the ability to go in there and not want to do what you want to do because you don't feel like doing it, and you end up doing it, that does tremendous things to your soul. Why? Because you start. you could use that same formula in everything else. That same formula of not wanting to do things. And you do it afterwards and you feel 10 times better. For example, being in Dubai, there was a, there was a cold plunge. And I didn't want to go into the cold plunge. But I went to it. And after I, got, I went to the cold plunge, I think you get, studies are showing you get a tremendous amount of endorphin. So I already ordered one for my house. It's the greatest thing because you get endorphin. I don't want to go into the cold plunge, But after I go into the cold plunge, you feel completely amazing. How cold Whatever, 30 degrees, 20 degrees, right, the hell day, yeah. yeah, but I didn't want to go into the cold plunge. It was cold. But after I went to the cold plunge, wow, I felt like, uh, I, literally I'm ordering one in my house. Because it was, it was the, the, the five seconds of pain was worth probably two hours of endorphins that I got afterwards from the feeling of a complete flush. Just to show you, just to, just, just, just to show you what's, okay, you're cold no big deal five minutes five seconds you go in there you come out and you feel like the same thing in, in life we have to look at this is exactly what Yaakov Avina represents he represents in, he represents delayed gratification versus Esau's mindset is only give it to me now I don't care what it costs me etc and this is what we have to recognize that if you live in that mindset then your desires and your emotions are going to take over you so you're never going to see the Chachmah in anything that's the whole point God forbid today, I mean, let's be honest, major pornography addiction today in this world. Go tell the guy, get to know a girl, go on a date, get to know the girl, and have a normal conversation with her. Find the beauty in her. This guy's thinking about whatever he's thinking about. The whole point is you can't connect the person because your your desires and emotions are completely screwing up the the, the light of that person. And this is why it's so important for 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 the married men, for the guys the in singles you have to be able to get a grip on this because if you're dating out of de, out of instant gratification you're never going to get your soulmate which is the, the delayed gratification which brings you all the blessings of adventure but you're just going for the ace of mindset and ace of had a major problem with that and he says this is exactly why ace of sin with food because food usually binds the spiritual and the emo- the spiritual and the physical together and this is why the way we eat, and etc. Basically, what he's telling us about bottom line is, is you have three levels to your soul. The real chokma you're going to be if you're in your soul state. When I'm in my soul state, I can see the wisdom in everything. I'm going to be mindful. But when I'm in, when I'm in my lower state, which is the first is the Nefesh, which is desires, that's not even going to... When I'm, my desires are taken over... My, forget my emotions. My desires are overruled to lower levels. After I conquer my desires, then... I can, I can start working on my emotions. After I work I start working on my emotions, then these are the two things that, are not, that do not allow you to get to the point where you're able to find the wisdom in everything. What does that practically mean? The ability to sit with a book and be calm and be relaxed and not need to run anywhere like we always do. I have to go here. I have to go there. Always, we're always running somewhere because we're always thinking we're missing out. I'm missing out. I could be here, It should be there. Or even wanting to pray somewhere, wanting to have his bodhidu in the morning. How long is it? How time is it? This is a problem. This is a problem because it's telling us we're very unprepared. We're not even ready to even have a conversation with Creator because we think we have, we have better moments everywhere. So with the, the greatness of being able to sit and find the wisdom in everything is you're going to be able to be more successful across the board, number one. And if you just look at today, for example, Go look at the the Shark Tank or all these shows. What is the whole, every invention is a screw up. The mother couldn't uh, watch the baby while while, while she was working, so she invented something to, to, to be able to watch the baby while she's working. The majority of these inventions, if you look at it, are really catastrophes, problems that became solutions. Now, how in the world can you get to that point where the, where the problem becomes a solution if you're not looking deeper into this, oh, maybe God's giving me a problem for a reason. Maybe God's giving me this problem. For, maybe it's helping me. Maybe it's actually happening for me. You understand? The ability for you to look at the wisdom and everything, practically, on practical matters, you'll always find the good points in something because you're always going to see the godliness in that challenge. Instead of saying, oh, it's terrible, this is bad. We, we're too quickly to label things. This is how many times we say to us. And this is why the word Chochmah. You want to have Chochmah. koachma. You have to connect first to humility. Before you label something, you know, when I'm in a, in a state where I'm in a very, very emotional state, where I'm not thinking clearly, this is the time I go into surrender. Because I know if I'm looking at something in this state that I'm in, guaranteed it's going to have the wrong meaning. So the ability to look at the Chochmah gives you the ability to put the brakes when you're going through an emotional chaotic situation because you can't look at the light when you're going through an emotional chaotic situation. First you have to calm down and surrender and calm down. Let the storm pass. And then when you're in a better state, then you can look at that situation. Understand? All of this is what the Torah gives you. It gives you the chet. It gives you the chiyus. Torah gives you the chiyus. If I'm not learning Torah and I'm trying to buy myself to all of this, and I have no backbone, and I'm just trying to become, a, you know, a, you know, take a couple, take smoke a little bit, and just connect to the wisdom. That's not going to really lead to anything because that's not does it doesn't have a vessel. This is why Reb Nachman says that the word chen. Yes, first look at the chokhmah, look at the Chius and everything. But then you need the nun. You need the you need. Chen in Hebrew means charm, means favor. This is exactly what when you hear of uh, the parsha of Noach, Noach had chen in God's eyes, so he got saved. So this is a practical lesson for us also. How do you when you get when you have chen, you have charm. Your words be, are penetrated in the other person's heart. But when a person has no chen, what happens? You don't want to deal with them. How many times I have people that want to. You know, charity collectors. They, you know, they're trying to show me the organization, but I know the guy. Something's off about the guy. You know, he's got a ketchup stain on the shirt. He's, you know, re- representing this organization. I mean, the way I said, how could this guy? He can't, He doesn't. I'm not here to judge, but you get turned off. Something turns you off about that situation. You you have a bad sense of because you don't see the chen in that person when you're getting tur- or when you're going on a date. Many times I tell the guys, you know, the girls don't want to have anything to do with you. They don't want to date you. They don't want to date. You. They're only one date. I said you have no chen. Remember, you need to have a baby with with this girl. She's not going to have a baby with anybody. You, what want a girl, to marry anybody? No, you need to have chen. So Torah gives you that chen. Torah gives you chen. So when you go on a date, the, the energy changes. The whole energy changes of the date. But when you have this instant gratification mindset, all the girls. All he wants to do is do this with me. So this is the Asaph mentality. This is the person with no wisdom. See the difference? Learning Torah gives you chen. So when you have this, you're able to have a charm. You're able to have business. It helps you in business. It helps you in everything. Because when you're looking at everything, I, I, I can tell you one thing that I've learned when I was working at my uncle's stores, is you have to first build rapport with the client. You know, Trying to sell somebody something without understanding where they're coming from You lost. They always told oracles, you always first read the customer. Mirror the customer. Imagine a guy from Texas is talking and you're talking like a guy from New York. Yeah, what do you want? How can I help you? No, mirror the customer, mirror. Same thing, dating, rapport, mirror. Bard language is 60, 70% now communication. This is the Chokmah, what I'm talking about. To be able to read a situation read. So this will help you dating. It will help you for, in, in, with, with customers. It will help you with everything. The, the Torah will help you with everything. It's not just the thing. Well, we're, we've outdated it so much in our head that we think, oh, we need, uh, we need something fast. No, this is why the Yitzhah is called an old, uh, old foolish king. It's nothing new under the sun. But as a result of having chen, you're going to be able, your words will be penetrated, and also you will be able to have chen in front of people. You'll be able to have charm in front of people. You'll be able to have charisma in front of people. And that makes a big difference where I personally have seen when people have gotten more spiritual. The first thing you see about them is their face changes. Their face changes. Why? What did, what did they do? Where did they go to get their face uh, lift? Where did they go? It's called wisdom lights up your face. Very, very. You could look at a person, as Rabbi Nachman says, you're either connected to two faces. <coughs> You're connected to the face of light, which is the face of joy. person with joy, with a Muna, even if he has a bad day of business, he believes it's for the best, it's for Hashem. He's always going to have a constant simcha in his face. God forbid there's cases where a person is brokenhearted, that's completely different. But your general state means, when you recognize, when the more Torah you learn, the more spiritual you are, the more you recognize you know nothing. So you're less likely you're going to put a frown on your face for no reason because the frown is only coming from your meaning of what that really means, which at the end of the day, it's usually 99% wrong. But a person has a bad, he has a bad face. It's a face of unfilled expectations. I didn't get what I wanted, I'm bitter, I'm upset at life, life is dark. What what does a person in that state normally do? They try to go chase happiness, through gambling, through other things. So they just make the situation worse and worse. When you have a frown in your face, it's a time to change your perspective, it's a time to build your wisdom. It's not a time to go get free dopamine and think that's going to solve your problem by getting free dopamine. And that is the ace of mindset. And these are the two faces that you're connected to, the face of light, or God forbid, the face of darkness. And this is why, lesson one seventy two, to says, "I will bless them, lift nehem, lift nehem, before them their panim, their faces. The state you're in is what, what determines the faith, the blessing you get. The state you're in. You're in a state of joy, you get more blessed. And, it, and, and it, it, it's a sad. You could say it's not fair. How come the happier people are more successful and they keep on getting more, and the people that are in the worst state, things get worse and worse? Because it's a choice." God has to allow free choice to, to, to have. It's a choice. Being, ha- being, working on Simcha is tremendous work. But there is a result after. You get, you get for it. The other mentality is, I don't want to deal with it. My emotions, look at your emotions as mere, mere signals of what you're holding, what needs to be changed. Nothing more. And most importantly, Rabbi is telling you, if you're in that state, this is what he tells you here. Look at what he's telling you here. Unbelievable. This is what, he's, this is, look, look what he says. However, the person who does not bind himself to the inner intelligence, wisdom, and vitality of thing corresponds to Esav. Yaakov and Esav are two concepts. It's not just two people. All long mindset. You're either connected to Yaakov, which is the face of truth, or the light of Esav, which is the, which is the face of instant gratification. He despised his birthright and Asaph despised the firstborn, the inner intelligence. Why? Because the fool does not desire understanding but only to bear his heart. A fool only wants emotions. I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to think. I I need to feel it. I Couldn't tell you wrong with that. That is the difference of the, the Asaph mindset and the Yaakov mindset. And this is why when Rivka was walking, and she went close to a temple. The temple represents wisdom. What happened? Yaakov kicked. And when she went to, she went to, she went to the other side, when she went to a temple, at idolatry, Asaph kicked. This is you, by the way. <laughs> this is a miniature you. When you're connected to this, this is kicking. When you're connected to that, that is kicking. And this is something where you have to really, really recognize this concept. It's not, this is not just a story. This is our, our, the, our life. Because anytime we're going from the instant gratification, we know already, in my rehab business, the first four years, I did not make any money. Four years, I did not make any money. Can you imagine four years not making any money? But I knew I have to build a vessel. I knew the concept of building a vessel. I speak about it all the time. There has to be the right characters to build a vessel. Sometimes you have to break the vessel to rebuild it. Getting a vessel, what, all of a sudden getting the, too much light without the appropriate team, Kalito disaster. So there's a lot of breaking and breaking, fixing and breaking, fixing and breaking. Never did I say, why me? I always say, what's next? What needs to be changed? The result is Broch A lot of, Hashem, a lot uh, of tremendous blessings. But the, 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 this is, applies to everything. If you don't have a, a vision, Jeff Bezos, seven years, he didn't make money on Amazon. Seven years, you didn't make a dollar at Amazon. Can you imagine that? Probably the richest guy today did not make money for seven years. Maybe he learned Rabbi Nachman's teachings too. So what do we do? What's the practical advice now that we have that we can't get? Let's say, what's the practical advice? Okay, I'm in an ace of mindset. What's, what's the practicality of it? What do I need to do? What do I need to do? If I have this ace of mindset, See how Rav Nachman, everything, why I like Rab Nachman's teachings is because he gives you the problem and he gives you the solution, right? Then he's going to tell us, okay, how do you fix this? Just the same way that the Yitzhah put you in darkness, now you have to go learn in darkness. Understand? The same guy who has an eating addiction, okay, and it put him in such a dark place, he has to now use the same force to say, the same Gevura, to say, I'm working out. He, you can't fix a Gevura problem with Chesed. <laughs> you can't fix a problem with fire. Fire has to be fixed with fire. And water has to be fixed with water. This is our sages say. Whenever we're costuring vessels, you ha- the only way to kasher a vessel is to kosher it the same way it got dirty. If it's a fire, if it's a fry, something that's fried, it has to be fixed with libum. If it's with water, Hagalah. Whatever, however, it got damaged, it has to be fixed. This is the principal concept. So Ram Nachman is saying, because your fire took you, now Ram Nachman says each person is required to give the strength of the kingdom of holiness to overpower the kingdom of the side. As their sages say, a person should always incite his good inclination against his inclination. How can you do this? By the means of learning Torah, Bikoch. When you're learning Torah under difficult situations, when you're learning Torah when you can't do it and you're stressed out and you don't feel like doing it, what that does is that it has a tremendous rectification for your bad moods, your into gratification, because all of a sudden you're fighting the dark side. You're going straight into the darkness. This is another reason why it's good to learn in the morning before you pray. Because what happens is, is I'm fighting darkness with darkness. This is what he's saying here. Bekoch. When you learn Torah Bekoch with strength, what does that physically mean? It could refer to a person, a a Torah person studies under difficult circumstances, such as when he's ill, he's under stress, or God forbid he's poor. It could refer to the need for producing, saying the words audibly, saying the words out loud. It can also... Imply complete mental concentration when studying. What that does is, because you got practically the Sahara, the ego is the cause of all this instant gratification. Let's be honest. Because my whole intention of the ego is looking good. I got somebody threw me out of balance. This is why I'm an emotional, this is why I'm chasing this, this is why I'm over here. I got thrown out of balance. Mentally, I'm not in the right state. How, what am I going to do to fix that problem? I have to go now infuse myself with Torah Bekoach, with strength. Because that strength is going to fight the Yetzirah that's pulling me where I'm pulling right now. So technically you could fix every addiction through Torah learning. It's a cure to insanity. Torah learning, Reb Nachman says, is a cure to insanity. Because the reason why you're insane in the first place is because you have a Ruach Shtut that made you go a certain direction. And many people, when they fall, what do they do? They're like, why would God want me to go back and and learn? I'm so ashamed. Opposite. Opposite. It's like a guy saying, I'm ashamed to eat a celery stick because I just had six donuts. That's the beginning. That's where you got to start. Yes, it's embarrassing to look at a celery stick after you had six donuts, but this is where you got to start. You can't say, I don't want to look at the celery stick because I just had six donuts. I'm too ashamed. That's how you fix it. That's how you fix it. So the concept. This is where you, this is where Nahum say. When you're in this distress mode, you have to have the azamra. You have to love. You have to find the good points, because you have to, now. You have to go face many times we make a sin. We're embarrassed. We're ashamed. This is why embarrassment. A person who's embarrassed by his sins is forgiven. A shame is more of the ego. No. Bottom line is, when you get pushed out of balance in life, you have to go back and bounce. And you have to use the same fire, literally, that put you down. The the, the primary Torah of this is exactly what got you into the mess. You have to go fix it with the exact same situation. So when I'm learning Torah, it's it's pretty much like you're dehydrated. You're dehydrated. When When you're dehydrated, what happens? We get emotional, we get we make impulsive decisions. You need the water of the Torah. The koach. This is what God created the Torah. The Torah helps you with your evil inclination. Because what now all of a sudden when I have when I'm learning Torah, I'm gonna to have wisdom. When I'm gonna have wisdom, I'm gonna be mindful to recognize why would I want why would I wanna go out with this girl when I know it's gonna cost me my Zivug in the future. I can't make that decision if I'm not if I'm impulsive. How could I make that decision if I'm if I don't ha- if I don't have anything in my head? You understand the impulsiveness is coming from a lack of a lack of dot. But a person has to study the same in which it would probably, be, you know, you tell a guy who just over ate, go work out right now. He'll tell you you're crazy, but that's exactly what he has to do, because the way it works in Judaism is very simple. One mitzvah gives you another mitzvah. You just have to change that momentum. If that momentum is going south. Your job is just to do one small thing to change the momentum because one mitzvah will make you give you another mitzvah. You understand? It, it doesn't, it's not a it's not a thing where it's the momentum itself, the mitzvah gives you another mitzvah and the aveira causes another mitzvah. And this is why, specifically, anytime I'm, I'm mentally not in the right state, meant, sh- I clearly surrender, wake up for Hatzot, Learn Torah, learn Torah, Bekoch, and that usually does it right away. That gets me back to right back to where I was before. It's, it's, it's the greatest thing because you know you have a place where you can, where you get roughed up in life, you know exactly where to go. There's no, what am I going to do? <laughs> no, I'm not thinking cl- clearly. I'm in, I'm in an instant gratification mode, I'm in an impulsive mode right now. I'm not myself, I'm not myself. This is why your sages say, do not talk to a person. Don't try to appease a person when he's angry. It's not going to work. But break it. So by the means of the Torah, he's telling you here, you get, you get the chet. The chet is the chiyut, the light. The nun is referred to the vessel. Right? And you get chen. And when one rises, the other falls. Thus the kingdom of evil falls and the har that's making you insane, you had now have sanity. It's funny, Jordan Peterson is very into this, taking responsibility. And his main th- concepts is going from disorder to order. And the majority of his teachings that I've seen is taking responsibility. Taking responsibility. I have a problem, I take responsibility. What do I need to do? And look what he says here. Rabbi Nachman says here, and this is why, how in, the world, how in the world did the Jews get to loot Egypt with, and ask their, their neighbors on the ninth plate, give me everything you have? How in the world did that happen? How in the world did you, imagine you're in the middle, you're a slave, go, let me borrow everything, and I'm taking, I'm looting you Egypt. Rabbi Nachman says something very beautiful. He says, because they cried out to God, they cried out to God, and God found favor in their eyes. And they gave him chen. God caused them, the Jewish people, to find chen in the eyes of the Egyptians. Because how in the world would an Egyptian go give a Jew on the ninth plate all of his riches, tell him exactly where it is, borrow it, don't go back. How in the world did it happen? God caused him. God caused them to have chen. So when you're learning, when you're doing the right thing, you're thinking, how am I going to get that date? How am I going to get married? How is she going to like... No, you, your face will change. God will change your face. So that person will like you and will be attracted attracted to you. So this Torah is so powerful. It's got so many, so many, I mean, so much, so much stuff behind it. So let's review it. The bottom line is, the Torah is what causes the prayers to get answered. That's the tachas. Through the Torah learning, you're going to get chet. You're going to get wisdom. Wisdom without faith doesn't work. Because just wisdom, I could be a Buddha and just looking at the wisdom. I need to have, take that wisdom and find the godliness in the wisdom. The wisdom, when I have wisdom in something, I could have a delayed gratification. I could look at something and find the godliness. I could find the good in a problem. I could find the upside of stress. I could look at everything as uh, the godliness in everything. And that itself is the light that will shine back to me. That when I look at the godliness in something, that same godly that light shines right back to me. It's and this is why Yosef Atzadik at says when he had a dream, and he says, I saw the sun and the stars bowing down to me. How did Yaakov Avinu know that the, the dream was right? He says, How did you know I was the sun? How did you know I was the sun? Because Yaakov Avinu it refers to here as Hokma as the sun. That's how he knew the dream was real. Because how did you know I was the sun? Yaqabin represents the sun. The Chokmah, the light. So as you as you find light in something, you get it back. This Torah also. So when you and what happens if you get thrown out of bounds? Let's get into you get into the Aesov mindset. You get you get the only reason why you're in the Aesov mindset is because we stop learning. We get casual. What happens when we get casual in life? We become a casualty to our learning, to our, to, to our emotions or to our desires. Bottom line, if you don't have a strong spiritual game, this is why I thank God. when I was vacation, woke up at Hatzot, did my Hezbollah. I was so, I was very, because I know, listen, I'm in Dubai, I'm in Maldi. This is, gashmius all all over the place. I, have, I had to make sure I had strong spiritual not to get caught up in that, that world of Olam hazeh over there. I knew, I knew I was prone to this. So if I didn't have that strong spiritual, you get caught up in Shiyot. Ooh, not, nobody's that strong in life. So the, the the spirituality will help you protect you against your emotions and your desires. And that when you have when your emotions and desires are unchecked, you, you're living a life of mindfulness. You're living a life of meaning. You're living a life of Chachma. Then your prayers get answered. Your relationships get better. Everything gets better. But the opposite is true. When we stop learning spiritually, we start getting emotional. We start getting we get, we get into the Aesop instant gratification And we start chasing dopamine all day long Chasing dopamine or whatever. And what happens then we end up getting We fall into insanity And the cure is When you're in that insane mode The cure, Reb Nachman says Is not to go to a doctor But to go Directly to the, the, the problem Where it happens And learn Torah Bekoch. This is what Reb Nachlan says here when a person is insane, in other words, the, Torah, the holy Torah subdues the evil inclination which wants to drive a person literally insane. These are the exact words he's using. These are not my words. God forbid, for the sinner is insane. As our sages taught, a person does not commit a sin until his foolishness has entered him. And just as an insane must struck with an amulet of holy names, one who engages in Torah also, when you're learning in Torah, you're connecting to these names and these letters, and there's a spiritual awakening that's happening you, to you that's going to help you be. So the most important thing is we need a certain, number one, you need a set time for Torah. It's funny, it's exactly the same speech you said, it's exactly my class today. So you know, it's, it's, you need a set time. You need a set time to work out if you want to be in shape. You need a set time, number one. When these days all of a sudden you fall from the set time, it just becomes a mess. It becomes a mess because you're not getting any oxygen. And Rabbi Nachman says, when you have no oxygen, it's because the lungs want to take, the heart wants to take over the heart, the, the brain. I need the lungs to cool off the heart so the brain's able to be penetrated. And the same way you got to the problem, the same way the heart made you insane, now you have to use the same energy to go and use the same energy to learn Torah. And it could be to learn t- something you like, and that enthusiasm, that heat that you get when you learn something and you're inspired, then that enthusiasm will combat the insanity and will get you back to the wisdom part. So this is really the lesson one, what I'm not saying here. Usually when we don't have, when we're, when we're engaged in too much in our emotions and desires, our prayers are completely different. We're always thinking, fix this, fix that. Take care of that problem. Whack this guy who's not nice to me. Fix my wife. She's crazy. Give her the... We're not... It's not a wisdom prayer. It's not a prayer with chen. That prayer cannot be... Penetrated. That, prayer can, can, that prayer doesn't go in heaven. It's a prayer of, 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 of an ego. Fix my problem. Fix my situation instead of what do I need to change in the situation? Maybe I'm not... Maybe you're showing me something to that person. It's a, it's a different prayer when you have that. So this is why it's first... The solution is learning Torah, koach with energy that will help you spiritually awaken you and cool off these desires and impulses. help us all, which are all merit a set time. This is why I keep on telling people, stop with the motivation, forget motivation. You need wisdom. I'm not against people going to these retreats to get motivated. If you need to start the fire, if you need to spark the fire, but I'm more concerned, what do you do afterwards? You can, go to a, uh, you can go work out for three days and have an unbelievable conference, and next thing you know, you don't work out again <laughs> until the next conference. It's not going to do much. Those, if you're in a peak state, go make proper decisions, but don't... It's the day-day wisdom that's going to help you with this, with this situation. Have a great day. All right.